So I saw the Harriet movie last night, and I gotta say, didn't like it. I mean, if I wanted to see that much cheesiness spread across three hours of my time, I would have gotten a bagel, okay? Now, the biggest problem with the film, no one wants to say this, but she's not a good actress. Cynthia Erivo, she's a lousy actress. She's a bore. And she probably is going to win like some kind of Oscar because she's a black woman and therefore, of course, very strong. But her acting is not. I'm gonna be free or die. I don't know if you know how extraordinary this is, but you have made it 100 miles to freedom all by yourself. Would you like to pick a new name to mark your freedom? Harriet Tubman. So Harriet Tubman was a remarkable woman, but the other big problem with the film is that it's supposed to be about the Underground Railroad, all right? So when you say railroad, there's supposed to be a locomotive. I mean, I thought I was going to see trains, and all I saw was this indignant woman pointing her rifle in people's faces. And of course, we love the Second Amendment, but we also want to see choo-choo trains. So the Underground Railroad, there was, there, there was no train involved? Uh, can we confirm that? I thought Harriet Tubman built a train. I mean, she calls herself a conductor. That's why it's called a railroad. So then why is she in the history books? She needs to learn a thing or two from John D. Rockefeller, because let me tell you, running across a field is not a railroad. So the whole premise of the story is that there's this, there's this woman. Her name is Minty. And Minty eventually changes her name to Harriet, but she originally goes by Minty. And her whole thing is that she hates being a slave. And can you blame her? Obviously. I mean, she doesn't like being owned by another person. But Really? Oh, no. I don't love being owned by another human being. Just a little song I wrote. And so Harriet Tubman says, I've had enough of you and you and you. And fortunately, she was super close with God, like a surreal relationship with God. And that was probably the, probably the best part of the story. And so God was like, girl, let's do this. And so he helped her escape to Pennsylvania. And most people, when they got up to Pennsylvania and they were free, they'd be like, cool, I'm free. But she was like, no, 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 no. I got to go and get my brothers and sisters and my husband and free them too. And eventually frees 300 other slaves. And then it, it's an emotional wreck when her, hus when her husband ditches her. And that was the part for me in the part of the movie where I actually did get emotional because she goes back, starts to lead the Underground Railroad, and then her husband ends up with another woman. However, the film is rife with these stereotypes. You know, you had the, you, of course, you had the strong black female lead. Then you had this racist white male spoiled brat. And then you had the quote unquote Uncle Tom. You know, they love that term who's loyal to Massa. And then he gets shot because Massa never cared about him. And, you know, that's, the, that's how they say black people who suck up to the white man. What, that's what they get. 
And there's no historical record that that ever happened, by the way. And then there was the music. Oh my good, the music. Excuse me, but I would actually like to hear what the characters are saying. Is that so much to ask? And there were moments that were moving, but then you couldn't hear them because of the music, because of the score, the violins. And so, like I said, she comes back to her husband uh, and he's married to another woman, but the acting is so bad that you're like, well, maybe you deserved it. Also, a fun piece of trivia is that the slave owner, who the person who plays the slave owner in, in the movie, is Taylor Swift's current boyfriend. Oh, Taylor Swift, you are married, or you're, you're, I'm sorry, you're dating a slave owner. I thought you were so woke. Well, you're dating a slave owner. How woke is that? Not very. And that's why it had an IMD score of 6.1 out of 10. Not very good. Not very good. Not a very good movie. Better luck next time on the Frederick Douglass movie. Joining me now is Victor Dweck. He has a brand new show, host of Dweck on Blaze TV. Victor, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, John, for having me. I'm a big fan of your show, mainly because it's free. It's free, yeah. Well, we, we give up the goods for free. And you're here with a genuine African-American male. Yes. How I'm, does that feel? Well, do you always refer to yourself as a genuine African-American genuine, American male? Genuine, yeah. Not genuine, but genuine. Like the rap artist. Yes, exactly. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Also, you mentioned that Harriet Tubman in the movie, Harriet, they played a lot of music. Yeah. Now, I think, uh, I actually, I had a distant relative. He can never get anything right. Actually went down to uh, Underground Railroad to kill himself. No, actually, it didn't work out. But I wanted to mention <laughs> I want it was an actual railroad. But I wanted to mention to you, I think one of the reasons why they had the violins was back in the day. Those who went on the Underground Railroad, they would play music. They would play music yeah, yeah. as they were leaving, yeah. as they were getting on the choo choo train. Yeah, they just play the violins. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it's not. How, why do they call it a railroad if it's not a train? I don't get it. Well, she was good at branding. Yeah. And I think she was thinking one step ahead. She was an entrepreneur. And I think, John, what she was thinking, uh, Harriet, was, hey, listen, if this doesn't work out, maybe people will think I actually started a railroad. (laughs) Now, are you a historian? I'm not. Okay. So how much do you know about about Harriet Tubman? Uh, I know enough to ask you a question. Okay. Actually, I was reading on Wikipedia that I was curious, I'm actually curious if they kept this in the movie. You mentioned she had premonitions about God. Yeah. Actually, in Wikipedia, it says that the reason she had these is because she was hit over the head and she was beaten so bad and that's why they started. That's actually <laughs> curious. Did they mention that? They mentioned that and they actually said, oh, she's a mad woman. Oh, she's a mad woman. But she did, I mean, to, to be serious, completely serious for a second, I mean, you can't do that without... God's help. I mean, what she actually accomplished was uh, was an act of God. Well, I mean, I could have done it. You, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you had to be hit over the head. You could have been hit over the head I'm going to say here, I want everyone to know that I'm saying I could have done it. Uh, yeah. And, and, she, I and you said they didn't have good acting. I think no, I would have done well horrible. in the movie as well. Was, was uh, <laughs> M- M- uh, Morgan Freeman in the movie or did I make that up? Okay, he wasn't in the movie. I thought he was. I thought I saw him for a second. But, you know, all you need to know about Harriet Tubman is that she went up, and then she went down, and then she went back up, and then she went back down again. So that's, I mean, it's crazy that entertainment has gotten so bad and that it's lauded as this. I guarantee this movie is going to be lauded as this premier work of, of genius. And 
particularly in entertainment, you cannot be a conservative. And you are a conservative comedian. And that is very taboo. That is very taboo. And it's almost a, a career ruiner. Well, it's interesting that you brought that up. I, I don't like to really consider myself or classify myself as a conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I right now identify more as a conservative, basically because of where both parties are going. I think the left, even the left of center now, is becoming more and more radical. But I'm careful to say I'm a conservative or this because tomorrow, who knows what that might mean. So I'm not loyal to any one particular party, but simply by creating entertainment that is comedic and political and doesn't bash the right, by definition, I'm almost conservative. Right. Because all all comedy has become is bashing trump i mean every single late night comedian just thinks that they're being funny by bashing the president and that's not comedy that's political activism it's true and i think one of the things that said is there really is a lot of fun to be had with poking fun at the president i mean let's face it right uh, donald trump is ripe for amazing humor i mean he is really giving these guys a gift but because it comes from a place of hate. Yes. It doesn't work. If you look back to some of the great impressionists, uh, Will Ferrell doing George Bush, uh, Dana Carvey doing Bush, uh, Daryl Hammond doing Clinton, they loved their characters. Right. You look at Alec Baldwin doing Trump. I mean, this guy hates Trump. Right. And it's an angry impression. And it comes through. And it's, it's very sad. And that's why uh, I just watched this show. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So what kind of sketches do you do? We create a socio-political comedy. So it's comedy that satirizes culture right now. And we particularly do it. It's done in a very meticulous, careful way. We do it in a way that both sides can enjoy. So if you're on the right, you can enjoy our humor. And if you're on the left, you can enjoy it. And we, we do, do you that. have leftist fans, by the way? Yes, my entire cast is liberal. Oh, really? Every single person on my cast, with the exception of Tom and my... No, my parents are not. But with with the exception of Tom, my partner, who's conservative, every person on the cast is a liberal. Some are even... uh, Communist? Radical. Yeah, there's uh, (laughs) Matt, who's in Ice Pick, who's become a great friend of mine. They is radical, radical transgender. And really, they, that's fascinating. I'm careful to say they. Yeah, it's a, it's they, Zay. It's they, Zay. Yeah, Z-E-Y Zay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they love the show. Really? Yeah. Well, that's it, great. It's done in a good way because I think as a country, even though this network leans right and all that, and I do as well, but I think that the, the country needs to come together around some of these things. Right. It used to be there's nothing wrong with being a conservative, you know, and you can watch conservative comedy or you can watch people who have views that are different from yours and still enjoy their content. And we've gotten to a point in this country where for whatever reason, that's not the case. And I think that your show has the potential to uh, to to fill that void. So we're going to throw to a few clips, but it's going to be exclusive for the uh, for the subscribers of the podcast. So that's all we have time for for Facebook and YouTube, those who are watching live on those platforms. So if you'd like to hear more, please download the podcast on Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast, or subscribe to Blaze TV to see the rest of the interview and to see this guy's content. Victor Dweck, thanks for watching, and we'll see you there. 
All right, so I'm here with Victor Dweck. He's doing sketch comedy for Blaze TV, and he has a few sketches that I want to show you guys that are exclusive to the podcast version of this program and the version on Blaze TV. And one of those sketches is the Civil War, which is appropriate because we've been talking about Harriet Tubman and that awful movie. And so here is one of his sketches, or at least a part of it. Let's watch. They postponed the Civil War reenactment. No one wants to play the Confederates, whole political correctness. I got it. I know some guys, Civil War buffs. I mean, these guys are Civil War kooks. They love it. They even love slavery, these guys. That's how into it they are. Give me an hour. Remember, boys, we're fighting for the honor of the old South. These gentlemen want to take your slaves away. Tom, Tom, what the hell is this? These are your Civil War buffs? Yeah, aren't they great? Look at the necks on these guys. Don't look like Confederate soldiers. You give me an hour to do the impossible, now you complain. Where'd you even find these guys? It's great. I was walking uptown, they approached me, a little scary, and they said, do you have any work for me? And I said, well, I'm gonna find you something. And they said, we don't have any papers. Do you want us to go? And I said, no, it's perfect. We don't have insurance. So here they are. <laughs> so how do you come up with these sketches? A lot of coke. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. No, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't do any drugs. Bullshit. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna. So, this is show we, business, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is show business. Uh, it's a good thing they can't see what's in the cup. <laughs> By the way, can I get this? Where can we get this? You can get the White House brief. Okay, I always get this wrong. I say it's shop.com, but that's totally not right. <laughs> shop.blazemedia.com slash Miller. Shop.blazemedia.com slash Miller. That's where you can get these beautiful mugs. Cheers. And, uh, cheers. And there's no, uh, there's no brick and mortar. Location. No, yet. no. Okay. All right. We're working on that. We're working on that. So the way that we attack this this batch of sketches mm-hmm. for the Blaze is we looked at overarching issues in politics and culture, and because they were done in advance, because they were done in advance, we needed them to be sort of evergreen. So as opposed to doing something like SNL, where we can make fun of something that's very current for that week, we had to choose something that that could go. So one of the the issues is the Confederate flag situation where people were tearing down statues and that's taking it. Right. Okay. Right. And so we said all these people make it like they care so much, but do the minorities really care that much? Or is it just uh, white uh, people, uh, privileged people uh, being it's white outraged? white liberals, to be honest. Yeah, white liberals being outraged for them. So we said, uh, let's, let's do something with that. And let's create a sketch where uh, no one wants to play the Confederates in a Civil War reenactment. But the only people willing to do it are the people who should be outraged. And then it also pokes fun at the fact that sometimes the illegal aliens are the ones willing to do the jobs that no one else actually wants to do. And so it touches on that as well. Right. You know, There's a the, reason why I'm a comedian. You do the explanations of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just leave the sketch to me. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with blackface, right? 
No one is which you're wearing, right? Uh, yeah, that's right this now. is right now. I'm yeah. a I'm a white yeah. liberal, yeah, and I'm, I've just got yeah. a, I've just got a blackface painted <laughs> right. on. Um, but no one's actually outraged by blackface. You know, it's obviously not something that you should encourage. To, you know, to do at a party, but no one's actually saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm so offended." I guarantee you, there's no black people who are like, "That is outrageous. That is horrible. I can't believe that you did that." So it's completely manufactured outrage. Um, I mean, to this day, Al Jolson is, I think, put out one of the best pop albums <laughs> of the 20th century, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. And, and Ralph Northam. Can we cut to a clip? Is, <laughs> yeah, is still in office. Ralph Northam's still in office. However, Megyn Kelly lost her job because she mentioned, oh, I don't, I, for Halloween, I don't see how bad it is. And then today, did you see the, um, J- the Don Jr. interview? On the view, I didn't see it. I was preparing for this. <laughs> so, so, Joy Behar. Who, By the way, all the people, all the I just want to throw out there, all the people that bash Megyn Kelly for doing that would have complained were, about sleeping with her. <laughs> Cut right, that. Right. Cut that, Beth. <laughs> yeah. But so, Joy Behar, who has been seen in blackface, she wore a Halloween costume in blackface. Yeah. Don Jr. called her out on it. And she said, no, I never wore blackface. And then Whoopi Goldberg said, no, I'm black. And I can, I can call out blackface when I see it. And it's like, Whoopi Goldberg, do your eyes work better than ours? Who like, has, who has, fa- who has uh, blonde hair? Right. She, oh, yeah. So she could put they, on they, they fake a, hair. They look a little bit like tapeworms, you know? Yeah, she could have tape. She could put on fake tapeworm blonde hair, hair but yeah. I can't if I'm feeling... Uh, right. Uh, particularly Negro one day. I can't, you put, can't on put on blackface. Face. Yeah, so she can put on blonde, fake blonde yeah. hair. Have you seen Ariana Grande? Have you seen her no, self tan? Have you seen her tan? No. She used to be pale as me. Yeah, and then, and now what is she like? My color? Yeah, she's like Whoopi Goldberg. So yeah. another hot button issue is the trans issue, and you mentioned earlier that you have a transgender person on your staff. Yeah, and then you did this sketch mocking transgenders. Let's watch. Holy Look at the basket on her. Someone needs to talk about the elephant in the pants. I think I may need a wide lens. Um, uh, Mr. Papadopadopatoulos, please. Uh, uh, look, with all due respect, didn't you say that she would get the surgery by now? She did. She's a 38 double D. Uh, no, 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 I think Bryce means uh, south of the border. Uh, down Mexico way. Well, she was supposed to, but she ended up buying a Tesla dealership in Croatia. Which reminds me, the summer sales event is going on now, in case anyone was interested. I'm happy with my Volvo. Michelle, how about a a different pose? Oh, sure. Oh, that happens all the time. The other day, she turned around and almost took a dog's eye out. So, so for those of you listening on the podcast, what's going on in that clip? Well, why don't you explain what's going on in that, in so, that clip? Yeah, so, so first things first, I, I do want to clarify. We're not mocking transgenders. We're making fun of this situation where there's this uh, gender identity in sports. And you can identify as a woman. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. You can identify. Yes, you, you can, can identify, identify as a woman. a woman, even though you're largely biologically right. a male and crush the woman competition. So that's what we're right. making fun of. Not making fun of transgenders. 
at all. Uh, so we're mocking that. And yeah, so that's that's what's going on in this. Michelle Delafamina, who I am, and we're very careful. Like I mentioned earlier, very meticulous about it. We made sure to get a professional cross-dressing makeup artist. I mean, I'm very okay. attractive okay. in that, uh, if I must say. And uh, do you think? I think you're attractive. In general. I think you're attractive. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes very attractive. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, what was I Especially saying? Especially yes. with the wig. I mean, that's, that's, uh, what, yeah. that's what ties it all together yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no prosthetics were used in that. So, okay, uh, okay. In, so, but for the, for the listeners, I just want to say, she's an athlete. She's standing there. Right. And she's got this giant schlong. And it's the elephant in the pants, elephant in the room. And the the she's male pull- genitalia is waving around. Yeah, she's, and she's, uh, everyone is trying to avoid, or at least try to figure out how to <laughs> how to deal with it. Yeah, she, she's posing for the cover of the Sporties box, which is like Wheaties. Right. And she's a women's wrestling gold medalist. She's undefeated in her weight class, fifty two and zero. And she shows up, and they thought she would have had the surgery by now, but she didn't. So they don't know how to take a picture without getting the schlong in the, in, in the photo. Yeah, in the photo. And it's a great sketch. And I recommend everyone to go watch it. So how does uh, the you transgender. You asked I had a transgender. Yeah, how do they feel about that? So Matt Piscini, who's a good friend of mine, is a, they is transgender. Mm-hmm. and Got to be careful. Yeah. And Matt was in the room because we filmed Ice Pick the same day. What is Ice Pick? Ice Pick is another sketch called Ice Pick and the Burn and the Murderers for Bernie. And okay. I play a murderer who killed, I don't know, 70 people after I left my a shower in Equinox and found no fresh towels. Oh no. I burned oh, the no. whole place down. Oh no. Oh and, no. And so Ice Pick is a Bernie Sanders supporter because Bernie likes or Bernie said he wants to get felons and terrorists like the Boston bomber the right to vote. Right. So he said, what would happen if one of these people had the right to vote? So that's Ice Pick. His name's Ice Pick. Another great sketch. And so uh, Matt was, Matt's in that sketch. And so he watched the transgender sketch and uh, he, they thought it was great. I mean, if, if it's tastefully done, there's nothing hateful in that sketch around trans at all. In fact, I look pretty darn hot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd, uh, You'd I'd, crush. I'd do it. You'd smash. I'd do it. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have. Get out yeah, of here. You've been there. Get out of here, Victor. As All a matter right. of fact, I, I'd like to, if it's okay with the audience uh, viewing at home, the three, four people, I'd like to. I'd like I can't to show my middle fingers, so I'll brought, give you these. I actually brought oh, yeah. a gift. He, he brought a, a gift, and I was worried that it was going to be a prosthetic. So let's I'm see what this Vic is. I'm a big fan of the show. Okay. This okay. is worth a lot of money in okay. some circles. In some circle, right, what circles this is are those? Michelle Delafamina's okay. single breast. Oh my goodness! And not only is it that, can we get a close up? Not only is it a single Michelle Delafamina's breast, it's actually I gave you the wrong breast. I actually Wait, which one is that? The left or the right there's breast? There's two. Uh, th- oh, you brought the both. You brought both of them. Yeah, they're, they're both. I autographed it. Victor Dweck autographed for you, Michelle Delafamina for, for John. An autograph for Michelle Delvin. It's an actual, actually, there's a funny. Oh, this feels like a, can you guys hear that? It's, it's actually a, a funny story. That's actually, you know how much that the pair of tits were? 
You know how much? How much? 75 bucks. Really? That's a, that's a, a good deal. This is, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Where's the other one? Oh, it's here. I want to wear both of funny them. Funny story. Don't get too comfortable. I'll tell you a funny story. Tom, my partner, called a store, a cross-dressing store, very famous one in New York. Mm-hmm. The guy said, I got, I got a pair left. And he said, we're closing the store early. He said, we're closing the store early. How these jugs look on me, baby? Uh, they look good. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me, John. I'm going, you know where I'm going after this. So the guy said, we're closing soon, but I can meet you in a Dwayne Reed and give them to you. And so Tom met this guy in a Dwayne Reed and gave him $75 cash and left with a pair of prosthetic tits. Well, these are true story. These are luscious. And I like that they're white because that is a good look on me because I'm in blackface. That's good. All right. Victor Dweck, thank you for joining us. Let everybody know where they can find you and where they can go to watch your stuff. Right now, our show Dweck is a series of sketches, as you said, is airing on the Blaze TV YouTube channel exclusively. So you can find that by going to youtube.com slash Blaze TV, I believe it is. And also, you can find us on Instagram. You can type in Dweck or you can go to Google and type in Victor Dweck. And just be careful what you click. Be careful what you click. <laughs> yeah, you think. That's like where I, I, I tell my viewers where to go and get my stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, may, a, maybe it's there. I maybe had a really great time. You, we'll, we'll have to do some sketch comedy someday. Yeah, the thing is, I'm not like a, like I'm a goofy guy, but like I'm not a comedian, you know? So... But you're a good but, actor. Yeah. Because we all know you don't believe anything you say I don't on this show. don't believe a single <laughs> thing I say. I have no convictions. No, I'm completely kidding. <laughs> yeah. And all of this was comedy remember to please rate and review the white house brief podcast google puts lots of stuff into fan reviews so it actually really helps me out when you guys take a quick 30 seconds to drop a five-star rating and a comment letting me know what you love about the white house brief it really helps the show grow so thanks you thank you for watching and we'll see you guys next time a reminder to everyone i'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate review and subscribe to the white house brief podcast it will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.